0: Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, July 14th. On this date in 1980, the Republican National Convention opened in Detroit. Nominee apparent Ronald Reagan told a welcoming rally that he and his supporters were determined to, quote, make America great again, unquote. And here's a quick trivia quiz for you. Can you guess which classic cartoon character made his very first appearance 89 years ago today? I'll tell you the answer after your weather and headlines, but let's see what that forecast has in store for your Friday Eve. A very good Thursday morning meteorologist Stephanie Stein here from live five news tracking a hot and humid day high temperature around 90 degrees should see a little bit of sunshine before our storm chance starts to tick up into the afternoon and evening. A few storms could even produce some gusty wind and heavy rainfall. Just stay weather aware if you have any afternoon or evening plans. Temperatures tonight staying in the 70s as we head into our Friday and the weekend. We stay unsettled. A higher rain chance actually on Friday, Saturday and Saturday Sunday, we'll also have to dodge a few storms if you're out and about for the day. Into next week, things kind of get back to normal. That typical summertime sea breeze storm activity possible into next week. Also, high temperatures get back into the 90s.
1: You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines.
2: In Mount Pleasant, one person has been taken in by police for a medical evaluation after police got a call about someone wearing a bullet-resistant vest firing a gun multiple times. Officers responded to Founders Way off Rifle Range Road around 1230 yesterday afternoon and took that person into custody. No one was injured during the incident.
3: The Orangeburg County, a 19-year-old accused in three sexual assaults, will be staying behind bars. A judge revoked the probation of Bowen Turner. Turner is accused of sexually assaulting three teens in three different counties. And while out on bond for those cases, records showed that he violated house arrest dozens of times. He was originally sentenced under the Youthful Offender Act, so he will serve 10 to 14 months. He also must now register as a sex offender.
2: The Charleston County Sheriff's Office has a new chief deputy. Sheriff Kristen Graziano promoted Fletcher King to his new role during a ceremony at the North Charleston Coliseum. King takes over for Joy Smith, who was fired earlier this year for outstanding student loans.
3: A new boutique luxury hotel could be coming to West Ashley, where an abandoned car dealership now stands. Ray Arena spoke with officials
2: who say the project could spur more redevelopment.
1: Last night, the West Ashley Revitalization Commission were shown renderings of a new hotel along Savannah Highway. Overall, they say they are happy about the project, but had some concerns. The proposed 200-room hotel is slated to go along US 17 in between Orleans and DuPont roads. It will feature a 10,000-square-foot convention center, two retail buildings facing Highway 17, a pool, and a rooftop restaurant. Charleston City Councilmember Peter Shahid chairs the commission. He says the project could bring $20 million to the local economy while creating around 150 jobs. But some commissioners say they're worried about adding more cars to an already busy highway. Developer R4 Architecture says they're conducting a traffic study, but would work with officials to make adjustments as needed. They also believe their idea could bring more change to West Ashley and surrounding areas. It's a stepping stone and a catalyst for for future redevelopment. I hope this sort of sets a trend where, you know, other properties will start to, you know, either renovate or, or become a little bit more upscale. There are a lot of buildings along Savannah Highway that are pretty dated and you know can be improved not only site-wise but building-wise. The developer tells me they expect it will take around four years of behind-the-scenes work before construction can officially begin. And once it does start, they say it could take two years before doors open. In the control room, Ray Uran,a Live 5 News.
2: Well, Monk's Corner residents are invited to take part in the town's 2022 comprehensive plan.
3: Officials say this plan will define what the town will be over the next decade or two. So community input is super important.
2: Lauren Quinlan joining us live now with more on just how the community can get involved. Good morning, Lauren.
4: Good morning. Officials tell me with Monk's Corner being such a fast growing town, it's important to know what residents want to better inform decision makers. Monk's Corner has doubled in size over the last 10 years, now having over 13,000 residents. Officials say they expect that number to grow as more people are moving to the greater Charleston area. Douglas Poland, Community Development Director of the town, says they will focus on a few categories for this plan. Land use, housing supply, and economic development are just a few of those categories. In the coming months, the town plans on hosting a handful of workshops to get the community's input. The first one starts today. By the end of this year and at the latest early next year, they are aiming to finalize the town's comprehensive plan.
1: This area is going to grow, whether the town chooses to grow or not. Uh, And so we want to know what do we want to be. Are we trying to get more houses, more commercial, more industrial? Uh, No more of anything isn't really an option anymore in the Charleston area. But we can grow smartly and bring in the things that our citizens want to be a better town.
4: Colin says many have shared they want a steakhouse, for example, but the town doesn't meet all the requirements to have one now. Therefore, they are looking to meet with the community to ask them questions and get down to what they want and what it will take to get there. Today's drop-in workshop will start at 4 p.m. at the town's council chambers. Reporting live in Monk's Corner, Lauren Quinlan, Live 5 News.
3: Well, this morning, Charleston City leaders will be reviewing plans for a portion of the Church Creek Flood Resilience Project, a project addressing flood water in the Church Creek area of West Ashley. Molly McBride joins us live with
2: details about what these plans entail. Molly?
5: Today, they will be reviewing plans for Wolk Drive, which is the second phase of the project. I spoke to somebody in the area who is anxiously awaiting progress as hurricane season continues. THE PROJECT HAS FOUR PHASES IN TOTAL. PHASE ONE IS CURRENTLY UNDER CONSTRUCTION AND INCLUDES CONVERTING THREE VACANT PROPERTIES IN THE NEIGHBORHOOD INTO NATURAL WETLAND SYSTEMS. PHASE TWO, WHICH WILL BE REVIEWED TODAY, WILL CONVERT TWO ADDITIONAL PROPERTIES TO WETLAND SYSTEMS, ADD A PIPE AND IMPROVE THE CANAL SYSTEM. CHARLESTON'S DIRECTOR OF STORMWATER MANAGEMENT, MATTHEW FOUNTAIN, SAYS THE IMPROVEMENTS WILL GIVE STORMWATER A BETTER PATHWAY TO DRAIN INTO THE PRIMARY CANAL SYSTEM. They plan to remove dirt from the properties to make a depression in the middle and then plant native water-friendly species like grass and wetland vegetation. The project is funded through a combination of city funds and a grant from the National Fish and Wildlife Foundation. They received the grant because of their approach to restore natural systems and wetlands. Fountain says he hopes the wetlands will become an amenity for the community in addition to providing ecological and flooding benefits
3: a great time to be doing stormwater work in Charleston that there's, we're starting to finally hit our momentum. You know, it's kind of that uh, you roll downhill and you get more and more speed and more and more effort going and more and more money being invested and seeing some real improvements.
5: The meeting is this morning at 9 a.m. and the public is encouraged to join virtually. For more information about how you can join, visit live5news.com and click on this story. Reporting live in West Ashley, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. Abortion
3: providers in South Carolina have filed a challenge in court against the state's ban on abortion after six weeks. The plaintiffs want a temporary restraining order put in place to prevent the enforcement of the law. They claim it violates South Carolinians' constitutional rights to privacy and equal protection. Planned Parenthood South Atlantic is one of the plaintiffs. In a statement, the president said, quote, This fight is not new to us, and we know what's at stake. Without court intervention, South Carolinians will continue to suffer in a state with dangerously high rates of maternal mortality and infant mortality, particularly among black women and babies, end quote. The governor responded to the challenge in court yesterday afternoon.
1: I think that our state law is a good law and I think we will ultimately prevail.
3: Well, Republican state senators have recently introduced a bill that would ban all abortions in South Carolina from conception except to save the life of the mother.
0: At the start of the show, I told you that 89 years ago, a famous cartoon character debuted in his first comic strip. That famous spinach-loving character was Popeye the Sailor Man back in 1933. Celebrating birthdays today, football player-turned-actor Rosie Greer turns 90 years old. Actress Jane Lynch is 62. Actor Matthew Fox from Lost and Party of Five turns 56. Actress Missy Gold from Benson is 52. Thanks for joining us for Morning, Y'all. From Live 5 News, I'm Katie Cammon. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: Morning, Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.